Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Mimosas with Michael. Hey everybody, it's Michael Coulomb with Mimosas with Michael, and um, I hope everybody's staying safe during this this time of COVID and stuff, but um, just to make your quarantine and everything a little bit brighter, I have a really awesome guy online. Um, his name is James, but he goes by Jimmy. So Mr. Duval, how are you? I'm doing very well, Michael. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Dude, Happy my pleasure. And I actually say I love you. My background is so like yellow, but yours is like so pink. It's got so much going on there. Yeah, well, actually... I- Believe it or not, I moved in with a friend of mine, and it's his ex-girlfriend's room, and I just didn't feel like repainting it. I mean, why would you? That's an awesome color. It's very vibrant. Yeah, it's fine, because it gives the room some life, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, and they've got magazines in it. There's a lot going on. I love it. Yeah, and of course, you know, well, I share the room with my pal, my yes. ex-girl here, so uh, he seems to be all right with it. If he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I can't believe you saw how that's utterly amazing. Thank you. Well, it's actually from the mold, but it's not actually screen used. The screen used one, um, there's, there were three made at the time. One was okay. uh, kept with the suit, which now belongs actually the suit and the uh, original, ma- one of the original masks itself. Uh, it was with my friend, dear friend, Jack Morrissey. Okay. I, think, I believe he's donating it soon. I don't go to a museum though. I believe he's donating it. And then the second mask is owned by Kirk Hammett from Metallica. Oh, wow. A huge fan, yeah. And the third mask was actually chromed and given to one of our lovely producers, Nancy Uvonen, who without her and Drew Barrymore and Flower Films, Donnie Darker would have never been made. Which is by far one of my favorite movies. I, I watch it so many times. Uh, and, and I know Beth Grant too. from the movie. There's, that's a fun movie. So I'm no, so Beth, glad. I love Beth. She's amazing. I've, I've done a couple of movies with her. She's probably one of the sweetest people. She really is. She, and an incredible actress. Wow. Yes. When you have yeah. someone who's such a powerhouse and who's so genuinely sweet and good, right. it gives yeah. you hope for this world. I know. Well, we are in crazy times. Are you, are you surviving the pandemic? I mean, I know you're not, but like, how are you able to stay sane? I am. I mean, you know, sans a lot of people getting sick and a lot of people, you know, hospitalized and, you know, I hate saying this, but passing away in the hundreds of thousands. For it's, me, it's uh, kind of like on a long stretch of not – being in between movies, not spending money, not going out, not doing those things, you know, obviously not as extreme. So during those periods, which can, you know, over the, the my career of 30 years has spanned six months, nine months, a year at a time. Yeah. So to stay sustained from that in general, I always try to stay creative writing, uh, shooting little things, making music, playing a lot of music, watching a lot of movies. That's when you can feel completely guilt free about binging for once. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, it was, you know, you're trying to make the best out of situation and not completely lose it because, I mean, the entire fabric, this isn't just like a local thing. And I was thinking this the other day. It's not like I can call a friend and be like, hey, you know what's happening in our country? There's this pandemic and there's a, I mean, everybody knows what's going on. So in that sense, it's like, how do you you stay sane? And by kind of resorting back to being as creative as possible. And I, I literally put it like this to everybody I've spoken to about this. You remember all those things you said you never had the time to do? Now you yeah, do. Now you're, now you're the time. As long as it's not traveling. 
But you want to learn to play an instrument? You can learn to play it. You want to learn to sit? You can do all these things. I can't tell you bass, guitar, piano, and how many songs I've learned in the last nine months. Better yeah. than, I'm a better player than I've ever been. You know, what's interesting is I, uh, last year when I, was, when I was filming, I was traveling. I went to a few countries for work. And then I came back and I was traveling all to the U.S. And I was like, I got to get a camera because um, cell phone cameras don't really take like really great photos. So as of January this year, I bought a camera with the intent of because I, I went to Mazalan for my birthday in February. And then I was going to go to Europe with my dad for his birthday in April. But then the pandemic hit. So I was like, well, I have this camera. How do I I, I have to learn how to use it? Because, you know, I mean, as a filmmaker, I know shots, but I never really learned how to full of camera and so my friends you know she's an actress and That's she's a model and she's like pandemic to capture you'll never capture things the way they are now again not yeah. unless it's another pandemic knock on wood never in our lifetime oh yeah but it, it's it's funny how you said it because i actually during the pandemic learned i was just studying photography i watched like every video i could find online i was studying i just would walk around the neighborhood with my mask on by myself totally so it would just take pictures just to learn i would practice you know um my aperture my eyes all that i was just like so now people are like, wow, you're such a, you're such a good photographer. And I was like, well, I mean, I kind of had nine months to just like submerse myself into it. Well, and that's kind of the thing. It's like in anything we want to be doing, you know, when you put all that time and effort, that's where the real results and the real payoff comes. Yeah. And I know that we live in a time and a day and age where you can press the button and you get so much by pressing the button, but doing things the old fashioned way, especially when it comes to creative arts, there's no replacement for that. And yeah. filling that time with the developing creativity, there's no I, I can't think of a better personal payoff than that growth that yeah. you can only experience through the effort and the practice of it it's in itself. And that's true. And I actually like during the pandemic, I, I was doing the podcast before, but um, I was, I had to meet in people and meet, you know, we met in person, all that stuff. But now um, with being online and stuff, I love this because the, the podcast has grown and now I can do before I just did audio and now I can do video and I've opened up to a whole new audience. So that was, that's kind of one small silver lining well that's, a, that's i think that's that's maybe one of the best i uh, probably uh or most positive aspects of it is the idea that you can connect and it's because it's really yeah. all about that connectivity i think people connect weren't realizing well i don't think people realize how much they liked connecting until they couldn't do it well that's then well you know it's they realize how much you're absolutely you know i i couldn't agree more I think you hit the nail on the proverbial head. It's why we see, you know, you hear about mitigation fatigue and pandemic fatigue and people just want to go out and see each other face to face and have yeah. conversations. And it's pr that presence of being someone else, lest we resort to putting a face on a volleyball and Wilson, yeah, yeah. Wilson. And there's, you know, and, and, and it's yeah. ironic in the sense, you know, we live in a world with 9 billion people where we couldn't be in some ways more physically disconnected. So yeah. this technology is really an incredible thing, not only in the ability to reach out, but that we, it's really our only way to stay connected right now. Yeah. Well, that's why the show is called Mimosas with Michael. And I, I like, you know, there, there's nothing better than like having a nice Sunday afternoon and you go out with your friends and you have mimosas and you kind of catch up. Um, so I like that I still have the show during the pandemic because I can still sort of connect with people. So and, you know, and I get to meet cool people like you who I have worked, you know, I've worked with you in person, but like now we actually just have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation, which is nice. Yeah. And, and, and it was, which it was, I had really had a great time working with you on beast mode, by the way. Um, we just we talking about, about what is it? We were talking about this before a little bit and uh, yes. you, 
worked the, the beginning of the film. I did. I was a script supervisor. Yeah. yeah. And I, um, and I just watched it just to kind of get familiar with it again. And, um, what a fun movie. It, it really was. I, you like, know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't seen the finished cut of it yet, but I fondly remember making the movie. I remember. It's fun. Fondly, yeah, till now. I mean, it was always, anytime I get a chance to work with my childhood heroes or people that oh, yeah. I grew up loving, yeah. and then I get to play opposite them, is really no bigger pleasure for me. So to be there with, you know, CT with Tommy Howell, C. Thomas yep. Howell. And, I did a movie with him too. He's great. Cooper broken James Hong and, uh, you know, I mean, there's the, the list goes on. You know, I, I've got to say, you know, uh, I was a big fan of Carrie Finkley too. So Carrie and yeah. C2 kind of I play with a lot in the film as Huck, the first Huckle, or I should say the second Huckle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have just really had the time of my life. And I've, wor- I've had the pleasure of working with Ray Wise before, although, you know, I, I don't know. Why. Well, I guess it's a little spoiler alert, everybody. If you don't want to hear it, plug your ears. But Ray and I don't have scenes in this movie together. I know. I was so bummed by that. I've, I've worked with Ray at least three times. He's phenomenal. He really is. He's a class act. Yeah. You know, on a scale of one to ten, he's an easy 1,079. Uh, that man, we did a short together where we played Hitman, and he was the veteran Hitman, and I was like the more green, up-and-coming kind of Hitman. God, that's so fun. Yeah, and I had such a blast working with him. And it was the same thing with Leslie and James yeah. and CT and Carrie and Dax Shepard and, and, and really everybody, you know, either Teddy Margis and um, Albert and Spain. And I mean, I really had a great yeah. time working with all these actors. And the thing, the thing that makes it really so rewarding, to be honest, is if you have a, if you, sometimes you think if you have a good time, that maybe it's not coming out so well. <laughs> People have yeah, that idea right. that you can't have a good time and make a good movie. But I think I, think, I really think you can. Yeah, I think it's quite the opposite. I, sometimes I think the better time you have, the better product you're going to come up with. If everybody's enjoying what you're doing and what they're watching, yep. then I can't see how the audience wouldn't enjoy it. That sort of energy, I think, kind of comes across the I mean, screen. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the hope anyways. I certainly yeah. wouldn't say I'm a spokesperson for what's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I've worked on some movies that are just like, you know, that like break your character sometimes and just test your limits. And it's like you watch them and you're like, mm. Like I can see it, but then, but this one felt, I mean, it was fun when I was on set. It felt fun when I watched it Um, just because it's like, it's horror, but it's a lot of comedy and it's, there's some campy moments, which uh, I know the horror community will really love. And this movie, it comes out soon. I think it premieres in December December 1st, December 1st. Yeah. Yeah. So this will definitely air before that. So that's good. We'll put the trailer down, but I'm really excited. I'm excited for people to see. And it's great because um, you have two different, characters and it's yeah. like you play the same character but like i don't give it away but you kind of play yeah. two characters yeah yeah kind of three actually believe it or not y- yes okay yeah one, you, uh, two different people and then one's pretending to be yeah it's it was it that was very fascinating to sort of see like two different sides of you in, it was, in the same it was role. a lot of fun I and mean, you know i gotta say you know i i think sometimes the idea that playing two different characters or you know, even in the past when I've shot two different completely kinds of feature films simultaneously, not back to back, but while they were going, wasn't really as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Um, and it was the same thing with the characters. I think once you kind of, you know, solidify the bones and foundation of what that character is mm-hmm. based on the way they dress and 
the dialogue really that you're given in the situations you're put into, it kind of really does dictate it in itself. So yeah. by the time I go into hair and makeup, oh, well, this character isn't like this. He's like this. So we do this. Oh, he doesn't dress like this in wardrobe. He dresses more like this. So, and, and he doesn't really say it like this. He says it like this. So then by the time you have the dialogue given to me, and I hate to take the ma magic out of every, everybody, but that's what it is. They dress me up. They put the makeup on. They tell me where to stand and they tell me what to say. Yeah. I mean, and I have a blast doing it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, it's 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 like a dance in a way, and I think it where theater is, you 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 do a lot of things over and over again in theater. You do the same thing in, in movies. We just do it over and over and over and over and over again, incrementally. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that you know, I originally started doing theater before film, actually, and that yeah. that was the thing. I mean, you would rehearse so much. You know, it, it was kind of strange when I first moved on to film. And I understand it and I understand and respect all sorts of different processes. But when they would say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to rehearse the scene. I don't rehearse. I don't want to beat it to death. Really? Because I want to like beat it to death and then bring it back and then beat it down yeah. again. And then when that died, I want to take the nine lives out of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I said, it's like a dance. That's you know, a theater it, thing. Yeah. That's a theater thing to really deconstruct it like that. Yeah. Not always necessary in film, but I've found that, it, you know, and again, you know, I'm not attacking different processes because I use, all these different processes. But yeah. I got to say that I really do enjoy that deconstruction, breaking those things down and rehearsing it and beating the scenes to death. Yeah. You know, how often do we really get to be on set making that movie if you think about it? You know, we're only there for a few weeks, maybe a yeah, month or two on a larger film. Yeah. And so everything we do is reliant on those moments that we spend together in that short interim. So it's, it's kind of like, if you're playing sports, you know, and you're a championship team, you're going to train. It's, you're only going to be as good as, as you are as hard as you train. So yep. if you train hard, you're going to, you, you, the results will show. So it's like they say, if you want to, you know, be a champion, you know, you perform like a champion, you have to practice like a champion, behave like a champion. Yep. You know? And so that's kind of the idea, not saying I'm a champion, but no. you know, shooting, I'm, <laughs> I'm shooting for it. I'm shooting for it. And we should all shoot for that. You know, yeah. there's a lot, and, and we can take it, we can take solace in the fact that there's a lot of incredible champions in front of us from all types of sports to all types of arts who've shown us the way, who've illuminated it over and over again. And, it, and, and it's like we were saying earlier, it's like you were saying about the photography, it's the yeah. work you put into it. And that work pays off. I mean, I'm not, I'm not just kind of the fact that like, you, like you can't go to set and make magic. Like I'm not saying that, right? That there's not those moments. Oh no, we, like, we absolutely can. I mean, that's yeah. that's the magic of it. Is you couldn't if you did a theater. There's no way you're going to be able to do it without rehearsing and and you know exactly. You know, yeah. But on film, because we do it incrementally, we can absolutely because the environment in the play field is completely different. Yeah, but it, it's but you still have to have and see this. I think I'm kind of like you because I when I started in film. I, in the film industry, I started in film. And so, you know, we come from a time when you had to rehearse and rehearse because mm -hmm. film was only so long and you're like, you can burn that film. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we have about five minutes left, you know? Yeah. If you guys not yeah. going to get this take, you're going to let us know when you're ready and we'll get exactly. the whole thing. Yeah. And so that's why I think, and plus I also did theater. So that's why I think I understand that process of just like deconstructing and stuff, but you can, st I still think that you can find magic because, you know, whereas you, you, you rehearse a play, and you do the thing in its entirety over and over again, you learn it. Like you're only in that one scene, that one time on a movie. So you still want to make sure it's as good as it can be, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's a dance. It really is. Yeah, you guys are and the incredible thing is like, yeah, as you know, on, on film, as opposed to theater, unless it's an accident, you're, you're going to do it exactly the way that play is written, exactly the way you rehearsed mm -hmm. it. 
And yeah. in film, you, you can afford the idea of these happy accidents all yeah. the time. And not that it doesn't happen on stage, but not to that degree that, you know, yeah. you certainly wouldn't, you know, very rarely repeat that and then carry it on through every run of every play afterwards. Yeah. But on well, film, think, those, those moments can entirely change the dynamic of a scene, a small fragment oh, here or there, a line. You know, probably one of the most famous is uh, Rutger Hauer with the, you know, the speech at the end of Blade Runner. He says, you know, yeah. now all these moments will be lost in time, like tears and rain. And that's not a scripted moment. Oh, that's, that's right. That's completely him in the moment. Just, I think the character's like this. I think this is my dying character's thoughts, and he went with it. But he had it. But he. But he had to learn and understand his character in order to do that, right? So I, I think that's. I, and that's exactly yeah. where it came from. The yeah. root of that comes from him knowing the character so well that. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, which is kind of, that's where the magic takes place. That anything he kind of does after that is the character. It's not that he has to worry about being in character. Anything yeah. he does is in character because he knows it so well. Yeah. And I think it's like, once you learn the rules, you can break them. It's like, you just kind of have to know in a lot of sense, you know, that's, that's why I like it. That's very, very important. That's integral. Actually, you've got to know the rules before you break them. You yeah. can't just start off breaking the rules and then break the rules all the time. Because I think exactly. the thing is, if I've learned anything, you know, at least in the, in the movie making business over 30 years is that there isn't one way of doing things. In fact, the most important thing I've learned is again, many different processes from yeah. the other actors to the filmmakers and the people that you're going to encounter from sound and camera all the way across that all have a different process an idea of a way to get there. And really the idea is, is for us to collaborate together so we can all get to that same direction together. Yep. Even if we have different ideas on the paths of which to reach that goal. And so it's important to kind of support each other without imposing our process on the other person. Oh yeah, definitely. That I actually 100% agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, Cause it creates so much, you know, I've, and I've been on set where uh, it's very easy to create conflict, which, you know, is like throwing a wrench in the great, you know, collaborative machinery of filmmaking when people yeah. don't get along and don't get along for, you know, either a made up reason or, or you know, a, a really good reason. But as a team, you should always be able to work through those things. And it's through uh, trying to understand, even if it's not your process to respect different processes and other people's processes. Yeah. And, yeah. Again, we all have different ways to get there and it doesn't, we don't have to get there the same way. Kind of like a uh, game of the end of game of Thrones, you know, I yeah. don't know if it's going to necessarily end exactly the same, but I think before the show got to the end, what they were saying is it's going to end roughly the same, but the way they get there is going to be completely different. Yeah. That's just fine. That's fine with yeah. me. Sometimes it's, it's not about the end point. It's about the journey getting there. Probably. It's, it, it, yeah, most times it's the journey. You know, as an actor, I got to say, it's really, I used to think about the end points when I was younger. Not in the very beginning, but, you know, after I fell into the influence of like, well, if it does well, then you do well. And I think it's, that is important, but it's, it's, it's more important to detach yourself from that and let the movies have a life of whatever they're going to have. Because by the time that we finish working on them, publicity and which is always a wonderful thing to do to promote the film in itself really is not a big i in my opinion part of an actor's job it's more of a, a star's job and as an actor you really want to just hide into these characters and yeah riff from film to film and oh, was that so so i gosh, i didn't even recognize him or her and, yeah. that, and, and that happens when you really don't know much about those actors. it's kind of true yeah it's it's you leave that you're like lost in in the art that you guys created and I think that's important. And that's what yeah. the audience gets more out of. 
Yeah, and it, well, to keep a balance too, you still want to be able to reach out and, and be open to your audience. Like, you know, I, you know, instead of them seeing you on screen and not being able to ident like, identify with you on any level at all, I don't think would be a positive attribute but yeah it's it's like trying to you know like all things in life i guess you're, i'm trying to i'm searching for that perfect balance yeah well i, I do hope um that uh you get to see beast mode too because it really is it's like from beginning to end it's 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 kind of fun like i said fun and campy and um i love horror it's one of my favorite genres but um like i said parts of it are funny c c t t as you call them is um because I did a movie with oh, him. Tom, yeah, Tommy, Tommy House. Yeah, I did a movie with him, but he was, um, he just played a smaller role because he played like the character's father. But he, because he has such a, a bigger role in this movie, uh, it's it's a fun role for him, like a he, fun character. He's an incredible actor. I mean, yeah, he, I always, you know, he's, you know, we grew up, you know, um, I'm 48, so I'm from Generation X and the height, he was one of the like big stars growing up. I wasn't an actor back then. I would just get lost in the movies that he made. Yeah. Everything from E.T. and the Outsiders, you know. Uh, oh, trust me, I know, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, probably also one of my favorite movies, which is a very early movie of his, is The Hitcher, again, with Redker Hauer. Yep. And he told me, you know, and I asked him about that because I'm a big Redker Hauer fan and Blade Runner fan and The Hitcher fan. You know, yeah. that movie's still a timeless classic. And, you know, it's for another actor to share the magic of their experience on something that you admire so much uh, is really such a giving thing. Because those yeah. are the moments, not, not only when you watch it, but now you have a basis from which your inspiration leaps from as a creator as well mm -hmm. the, of this process and experiences that this person that you admire, that you look up to, that inspires you and is teaching you more about your craft is really opening the door and kind of like letting you peek into their bag of tricks. And there's no greater gift yeah. from one actor to another, really. Whenever I worked with people like, well, like working with you, like, cause I was such a fan of Donnie Darko. So working with you is kind of, kind of exciting because um, it always seems like it's just, we watch the movies and we enjoy and they become a part of who we are. But then when you meet people that I worked on them, you're just like, and like you hear those stories and you're just like, Oh, tell me more. Like, it's just so humbling. And it reminds me of like why I got in the industry and, why I became a writer and why I do the things that I do. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it, yeah. it feeds that passion and that passion really is everything. You know, why we get up in the morning, why we, you know, when we say we have a bad day or bad times, you know, and certainly it's a lot tougher for people than others, but why do human beings in general endure? Why do they continue? And they continue and we, we continue collectively because we have a passion for life yeah. and what life means to us, although it's many different things, is strong enough for us to pursue to get up in the morning and weather that storm every day. Yeah. And so it's important to know, to be clear, I think about what those passions are and you know, you'll never have those mornings. Well, you'll have those mornings, but it'll never stop you from getting up. In other words. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Only the cold here in Los Angeles keep you from getting yeah, up. Yeah. It might keep you in a couple hours longer. Get an electric blanket. Oh. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, and that's, it's great that you've been able to have such a prolific career, you know, over the last 30 years. Thanks. Yeah, That's I awesome. you know, yeah, I mean, I remember when I started off, actually, I wasn't calling myself an actor first because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. I'm like, well, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to continue doing this. Yeah, right. And I watched my first movie and I'm like, well, it wasn't horrible. So I guess I'll, you know, I'll Keep pursue going. this because I had a really good time doing it. And yeah. Really, it's kind of like snap of the fingers and 30 years later, I'm having this conversation with you. And I've been extremely looking back now, fortunate to have the opportunities I've had. Um, 
Yeah. You know, because again, starting out, I wasn't sure what type of actor I would be. Am I going to be a genre, you know, what genre, you know, what type of character? And really, you know, I thought early on that I fixed on the idea of I'd like to be to play, be character actors. That way I wouldn't be locked down to one type of genre or character, but really I could go from romantic comedy to horror to straight yeah. horror to sci-fi to horror sci-fi to sci-fi horror comedy to sci-fi horror romance comedy to straight indie to big yeah. you know studio movie uh and back again and it's really by doing kind of doing all jumping into all these different genres you know comedy and drama and dramedies and talking head you know yeah. uh or deadpan kind of indies and you know, really goes, it's, it's in a lot of ways, again, it's like the more I did that, the more I was able to increase not just my knowledge, but my tools in my bag of tricks, so to speak. So the more I had in my tool, toolbox, basically, yeah. the more I could do what I was, or as more I was capable of when I performed. Yeah. Well, it definitely makes you remarkable, too, because you're not like, oh, we, we can't use a guy because he's like the heartthrob, or we can't use that guy because he's like the best friend. You're like, yeah, no. Like, well, I could be that. I mean, I may not be as heart throbby, but I could play that, you know. But but you but yeah, they, you can you can read for more roles. You can be you can be cast in certain things. Like you know, in Beast Mode, you had your long hair, but right now you have your short hair, and you look the same but different, right? So you can play like yeah. So play I think the last couple of roles I played were well, last night was just more of a cameo. So I'm sort of this uh, superintendent of this motel right before a big gunfight breaks out. But Ooh, before fun. that, I was a undercover detective. And, oh, okay. Yeah, and before that, I was an ex-professor who's now trying to survive in the aftermath of a ap apocalyptic comet explosion. See. And before that, I'm a 42-year-old gamer who sells marijuana to underage kids. <laughs> such, such diversity, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's 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 been a lot of fun to play all these sorts of different. Have roles. you ever done a like a, one of those Lifetime movies? Sometimes they have those. They bring people on to like play like you know the mom or the. Have you ever done a Lifetime movie? I haven't yet. I, you know, I think I auditioned for a couple last year, but I didn't end up getting them. Okay. Um, I know one was, it was kind of a cool series, actually. I can't remember the name of it, but I auditioned for the role of the father, and it was a cool role. Oh. Um, well, you know, I like to think I could play dad's dog. I mean, play dad's because I have a dog, and I'm a dog dad. <laughs> the <laughs> um, same. I, I used to have a dog, so it's the same. I get it. Do you yeah. have any fun stories from Donnie Darko? Just because it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean, I have that movie was another movie that was. I know I'm throwing that out. Yeah, you. we all ha we all had an inkling that it was something special. I think you know at least that we loved the movie we were making. So, yeah. for instance, when we were shooting all the grandma duffs, the grandma death scene, excuse me, thus mm -hmm. you know uh, where we run her over, where Jake and uh, his friends first find her, like, oh, grandma's gonna get mail. He said, no, sorry, sorry, grandma, no mail. Yeah. And all those things were shot where uh, the little old house in the prairie set was. So we spent probably oh, about really? three or four nights out there, I, maybe give or take, maybe a few more. And um, we were all out there together, all the actors. And with the, you know, with the exception of Jake, who's in pretty much every scene, you know, we ended up just hanging out in Jake's trailer and sitting down with a bunch of guitars and singing songs. And they would call us one by one and one or two would go out, shoot the scene and come back. And, but we were really all congregated in Jake's trailer playing guitar and singing songs together for that for the, the entirety of those of that duration three or four days or a week or whatever it was yeah i remember doing that every night and it was right. such a joy you know and at the time you know alex greenwald you know had his band phantom planet i don't i don't i 
I don't know if they're still around, but yeah. you know, um, Alex, of course, is an incredible musician, would just, you know, any song, can you play this and you play it so people could sing the song for those who couldn't play the guitar. Yeah. And then he'd show us so we could play with him. And when you kind of had, and, it, and it's that, so that idea of collaboration and shared, you know, uh, unity on a project on and off set really does make it memorable. And those yeah. are the things that make, you know, that makes those moments worth so much more because I hadn't thought about it in some time until you brought it up. And I'm good. I'm glad I can bring it up. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't always have those moments on movies. Not every movie has those moments. I got to say. So true. Yeah. Cause you know. sometimes you're not on set as long or sometimes you don't click. Maybe some actors don't always click together. So they kind of just keep their distance until they're on camera together. Yeah. And that's, and that's fine too. You know, here, yeah, here we have the bullies playing with us playing with, you know, the bullies playing with the bunny playing with, yeah. the you know, so we were all, you know, there was really no, yeah. when the camera turned off, we were just, the actors we were i like hearing that yeah i like when that happens because the energy it feeds offset too and like it really helps the crew a lot because you know uh we're always out there for long hours like hauling equipment it's cold sometimes and it's nice when like everybody's just so cohesive because it just you're like this is why i got you know this is why i'm staying up all night long or this is why i got up really early and this is night shoots by the way that's exactly right and they were cold night shoots oh yeah actually no i take that back that that were they were actually warm night shoots. <laughs> so it was more during, during the summer. That was cold. Yeah, it was a little chillier in the hills where we filmed that than downtown LA. But we were filming that in August, so it was so it's still a little warm. Yeah, height of summer. Yeah, you know, probably it was nice at night. Nice enough. I remember that I got a nice wrap gift as the jacket, and it was the last day of filming. And yeah, I remember yeah, putting yeah. it on and going, "Oh, this is nice." So it wasn't warm enough for me to be hot in that jacket on the last night of filming. Oh, I love, yeah, I love rap gifts. Um, so this isn't a sound show, but I told you it goes fast. We're almost coming to our 30 minutes. Wow. Yeah, that was super fast. I know. I could, I could talk all day, but I, you know, I don't want you to, to like sit here all day long. I know that thing is so cool. <laughs> um, do you have any other, I mean, everybody go see beast mode when it comes out. We'll put the link down in the show notes. Uh, like I said, it's, it's a fun film and you get to see James or sorry, Jimmy play two different, three different characters. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a it's a horror movie. So you play a monster too. We got to say that. Yeah, and, and 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 all I can say is I hope you had as much. I hope you have fun watching half as much fun as we did making it because we did some crazy stuff. I mean, you saw the yeah. movie. We did yeah. Some stuff. <laughs> no, and it's funny because I saw all the scenes that I worked on. Um, I actually really I because I knew the movie, but I just you never know. You see a movie and then you work on it. You never know by the time you put all the the edits together and music and stuff. But the music is great. It's fun. I liked it. I do. I'm gonna tell everybody to, to watch. I can't wait to see it with the music. I can't wait to hear that. It's just nice seeing it all together. I don't know, man. It's, you know, and it's just an interesting character for you to play. Yeah. You know, again, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's something a little different than I normally do. Um, well, that's good. Like I said, you're versatile. That's awesome. I appreciate that. I mean, we're going to, we're going to be seeing you on screen, I think for a very long time. Michael, I owe you a lot of money after this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that gives me a reason to have you back on the show then. We can talk about all your I, would, I would come back anytime, Michael, anytime. <laughs> You have you have other stuff coming up too, right? Because you had been on set. Do you have anything you can talk about now, or is it? Is yeah, it all yeah. Just I'm, I have a, well, I did a pilot with uh, Michael Madsen and Robert Lasardo and Daniel Baldwin, oh. uh, sort okay. of like a mafia film set in Buffalo, New York, uh, called For Nothing. So we're okay. just waiting to hear about that. I'm sure I can say that now because I know they just released a poster for it. Perfect, so yeah. fingers, fingers crossed, we get picked up for that. Um, that would be a lot of fun, and then now we're going to play man. sort of an undercover cop you know, in the mafia. And then, uh, 
Another film I'm really looking forward to is called I Challenger, and that's the 42-year-old gamer. Oh, interesting. Both marijuana to underage kids. And on the, on the eve of eviction, he, you know, he gets desperate. So, you know, being a 42-year-old gamer who smokes quite a lot of marijuana for quite a few decades, he decides that he needs luck. And so to push his, to, I shouldn't say push, to lift his luck, he's going to bury himself underground for 24 hours in a 24-hour supervised self-burial challenge. And don't miss out. <laughs> happens <laughs> like something they would do on tiktok it seems like yeah it's well it is exactly something you know it's because he yeah. live streams it oh fun. it doesn't end up for 24 hours it doesn't end up quite going exactly the way he of course why it never does you know you know and all because he was watching videos on youtube and he saw russian burial videos of people saying they buried some, themselves for 24 hours came up and got luck found money got jobs met you know men or women or whatever it was damn i better do this then yeah, I'm telling you, it works. Worked for me. I mean, I made it through the movie. I don't I know if my wait. character makes it through the movie. Everyone's gonna have to tune in for Eye Challenger for that. Yeah, let me know when it's out, and I'll and I'll, and I'll let the audience know. Early, early next year. Well, no, probably uh, mid next year, hopefully, because it's the movie's just finished now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, man, you're you're awesome. I'm so glad I got a chance to literally like finally sit down and just have a one on one with you, instead of when you were going through makeup. Because I think that's when we talked the most. Because we were filming in that building and. I was where I was at. You were actually going through makeup at the time. Yeah, I think that's when we first started talking. So Michael, you know, is the the other character has a lot of scars on his face. Yes, the scarring on my face took some, you know, about half an hour, forty five minutes at a time. But I actually saw you getting into your monster makeup, if I remember correctly. Monster makeup take yeah, that takes about an hour and a half. Took it about an hour and a half or two hours. I know, but it's fun. I mean, we all love it. Oh, I loved it. I I loved it. The, The one only thing that I'm upset about. And that's not about being in the monster makeup. It's that the phone that had all the footage of that got yeah. stolen. And I lost, I lost, and back then I was backing it onto my computer. So I lost all the early beast mode stuff. The first two weeks of filming gone. I went to Morocco to shoot a movie afterwards, a Hercules movie, all the sword fighting and stuff in that. And yeah. The ice dune seas like star Wars gone. So I lost that sucks. So I'm so sorry. Stuff. Yeah. And these guys probably looked at my phone and like stupid clean white. <laughs> I know. Hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, that's so disheartening, man. I'm sorry. Uh, but nowadays everything backs up. Yeah, I've got it here and I've got it here. And that's so all that matters. That, yeah. that can't be stolen. Exactly. Unless and then knocks me in the head. Please don't do that. No, please don't do that. <laughs> but we always have the movie. We can always watch the movie and yes, relive so. it with you. All right, my well, um I look forward to hearing more of what you're up to. Please keep in touch and let let us know. You got you're it, Michael. You know, you're again, not. brother, it's great to see you, and it's great to talk to you at this, uh, 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 like, you know, be able to actually be able to sit offset. And yeah. Speak. Well, and thank like, you for taking the time out of doing I know you filmed yesterday. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know the audience does. Uh, thank you so oh, much yeah, for amazing. Thank you. Thank you for, your... for tuning in. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for tuning in, everybody. Oh, my pleasure, man. And then you can you can find the show on – we're on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Everybody, you can find us on uh, Instagram TV, YouTube, wherever. If there's a podcast place, you're going to find us. This is Michael Colomb, and again, a big thank you to to Jimmy Duvall. And I will be tuning in, and thank you, Michael. Thank you, my friend. You take care, okay? You too, brother. Thanks again. Cheers, everybody.